This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. All right, Nikki Foley here. I am your host today with another episode of Paladin Financial Talk. I'm here with Tony Shore and Dory Petroff. I'm going to hold off, though, on a formal introduction of Dory because I want to chit chat here for a second. Tony, one of the things that we do in our organization is we always start our meetings with a win because it kind of sets the tone for the meeting, make sure that we are, you know, starting on the right foot here. So we're going to do that today too. But before we go into that, I have to admit a failure. I had to like share kind of a win before I go into the failure that I had. And the failure was I forgot to tell our listeners last week that we were kicking off a new series. And uh, over the next four weeks, we're going to go through uh, a handful of topics. So we started last week with Medicare. This week's topic is medical insurance. So do you see a theme coming here, Tony? Yes, I do. It looks like uh, medical is the theme, Nikki. Right? Am I right? I think you are right, Mr. Tony Shore. And you said last week that Paladin is going to offer support with Medicare and supplemental plans starting January 1st. Is that correct? We are. And that was an exciting thing. In fact, it really uh, touched my heart that we had made that announcement. The show went live, I think, late Friday night, maybe early Saturday morning. And I had an email Saturday already asking about, tell us the details. And so it's nice to know that people are actually listening and this is something that they're they're looking for and looking forward to. So uh, certainly looking forward to that. Excellent. Well, that sounds great to me. I think that uh, I'm glad you guys are getting into that field and I know you're really going to be able to offer a lot more to your clients because of it, yeah, right? Absolutely. So when we're talking about medical insurance this week, we are not launching a medical insurance side of things. So oh, I just okay. want to make sure yeah. we're setting that one straight. Just the sure. Medicare side Medicare, is, uh, yes. is what we're focused on. So, And why is that important to a financial show? I think that that's a, an important piece to bring this back to is that medical expenses are such a big part of somebody's overall financial picture. In fact, that's one that we hear a lot at different points in people's lives and understanding how health insurance um, or understanding the components of health insurance, I really think puts people in control and then they can make good decisions. So when they're well-educated, they make better decisions and uh, maybe even the opportunity to save some money along the way as well. All right. So with that in mind, uh, let's uh, let's start with our win. So my win today is that I'm sitting here with Dory Petroff for the first time in the radio showroom. So welcome, Dory. She's our operations manager and uh, she brings so much. I feel like operations manager doesn't even begin to cover all the things that Dory covers within our organization. And so uh, she really plays a key role with not only our team and the partners that we have, but our clients. And so first, let's welcome Dory to the show. 
Yeah. Welcome, Dory. This is your first time on the show, right? Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Fortunately, health insurance, medical insurance is a topic that I'm comfortable with. I've told Nikki numerous times, uh, put me in front of a room of people with a topic that I know and I'm totally fine. But if you put me in front of a a room of people with a topic I don't know, can't do it at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So before I let you guys go with your wins here, I just have to tell you a little bit more about Dory and how not only does she benefit, I feel like Jeff and I get to to reap the rewards of Dory both personally and professionally, but the real value, like I said before, was what she brings to our clients and our partners. And so often she does that behind the scenes without a lot of fanfare. And Dory is registered, which means that she's passed a lot of tests along the way. Yes, so some, some of the ones that people might know is like Series 7 or 66, among others. But she's worked in the industry for 20 plus years. She handles our operations, but the type of knowledge and experience that she brings to Paladin really is uh, allows us to be very intentional with our clients and accountable to our clients. And I think those are key words for us is that we want to make sure that they always have the best experience. And Dory's the one working behind the scenes making that that happen. So I'm happy to be here with Dory and that's my win. All right. So Tony, you want to go through some wins here? Well, sure. I mean, obviously being part of the show is a win for me. Uh, And uh, I've had a great week, by the way. Uh, My daughters, I celebrated their birthdays. That Mm -hmm. was fun. So I've been busy. uh, And that's a win for me. I like to stay busy. All right. But I I love being involved with Paladin Financial. You've assembled a great team. And it seems like the team is growing. Am I right? We are growing, yes. That's good, right? With Dory as the backbone of that. So there we go. All, All things lead back to Dory is what I think our story is here. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Dory, your turn. All right, my turn. So besides being part of Paladin uh, the last couple of years, which has brought me a lot of wins personally and professionally, um, going in a little bit more specific, just this week I had the opportunity to check off some really big projects that I had on my plate, and it feels so good starting out a new month with kind of a, a fresh slate in front of me, and I just get to start everything all over again. I love that. You know, right now is really, that's kind of a nice segue, Dory, and I don't think you meant to do that is right now is such a key time for people as it relates to medical insurance. So we said that's what our our show is about today because we're in a time called open enrollment. And so people are checking things off their list as well as they prepare for 2024 is what are the things that I need to have in place in medical insurance? Certainly is a key piece of that. So with that in mind, I think we're 10 minutes into the show. Why don't we start talking about medical insurance? Yes. Uh, So as Nikki said, it's important to consider medical insurance as part of your overall financial picture. So last night I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a statistic that said that 96% of Americans don't know basic health insurance terms like premium, deductible, just different things like that. It was an unsourced post, but it's from a national nonprofit that offers education for cancer patients. So I'm sure it was sourced. I just didn't get far enough to, to find that out. So let's assume that that statistic is true. It's hard to be proactive when you're confused. And when you're confused, you may be impacting your wallet with the decisions that you're making. Today, we're going to provide some basic terms and resources, talk about a few insurance traps, and why all of this matters to our listeners. So let's kind of split this up a little bit. Nikki, if you want to take the first couple. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things that I I love when 
all the pieces come together. I'm going to give you a few stories that we've ran into. So just in the last week, uh, since I, we recorded last week, we've had three stories that have come up about medical insurance. And so when Dory and I were talking about where do we want this to go, we thought, oh gosh, you know, let's talk about the retirement side. And what if you want to retire early? And as we took some of these stories this last week, it was aha moment that maybe we need to even take this back more to the basics like Dory shared there and give some definitions and make sure people actually understand uh, how medical insurance works. Because really, you go on autopilot. If you are a W-2 employee, your employer presents a group insurance plan to you and you pick between like three different things and you kind of like wrestle with a few of the things inside of them. But really, it's autopilot. And once you have to make some of these decisions on your own as you age, then you have to know what you're talking about. And especially if you're on a restricted income or you have only so much, it becomes critical that you make good decisions. So starting with the basics, all right. So some of the terminology that you might hear along the way is the word premium. That's just the amount you pay generally on a monthly basis for your healthcare coverage. So premium applies to a lot of different types of insurance. Same thing here on the health insurance side. A deductible is another term. This is an amount you pay for covered healthcare services before your insurance plan starts to pay. So you have a deductible and you have to pay that deductible before you start accessing something from the insurance carrier. And then a one that you're probably familiar with with is copay. So when you walk into your doctor's appointment, they're going to oftentimes ask you for some amount. It's sometimes $10, $25, $30, or oftentimes numbers you might see $50, but it's a small amount for you to pay that doctor for that visit um, along the way. So some very basic ones to start with. Dory, I'm gonna, you're gonna up the game here and keep going with a few more that are a little more complicated. A couple more of those, uh, coinsurance. So this is just a way of saying that you and your insurance carrier are each paying a share of the eligible costs that add up to 100%. So for example, if your coinsurance is 20%, you're gonna pay 20% of the cost of your covered medical bills and your insurance plan is gonna pay 80%. Um, Another one, maximum out-of-pocket expense. This is basically the most that you're going to have to spend for covered services in a year. So after you hit this amount, your insurance company is going to pay 100% going forward. And then things like flexible spending account, health savings account, high deductible plans, uh, we're going to be covering that next week in the podcast, so we're not going to go into detail on that stuff today. But let's just slow down a little bit for the next section. It's important to know what you're looking at uh, when you're looking at health insurance or Medicare. There's some different terms that you need to know because it impacts how much you're going to pay and then the coverage that you can get. So let's start with the different types of plans. Um, And the first two are probably the most common. So there's the HMO, Health Maintenance Organization. So typically an HMO is going to require you to choose a primary care provider. Uh, You have to get referrals from your PCP for specialty care and you can only use healthcare providers that are part of the HMO's network. Um, Another type of insurance plan is a PPO, Preferred Provider Organization. This encourages you to choose a primary care provider, but it doesn't require it or it doesn't require the use of referrals. So you can use a provider outside the plan's networks, but you're probably going to pay more for those services if you're going outside of the network. Uh, Point of service plan. You typically aren't required to choose a primary care provider, and you can use providers who aren't in the network, but you may need to get a referral for specialty care on this type of plan. 
And then the last one that we're going to talk about, Exclusive Provider Organization, EPO. This typically requires enrollees to choose a primary care provider, and you can only see doctors and other providers that are in your plan's network. So this is where I might stop us for a second and say, hmm, might be nice to uh, work with a professional that actually yeah. knows what some of these mean. And I said, um, you know, when my eyes kind of glazed. Yes. Over there, I kind of went, oh, and oftentimes a plan doesn't tell you it's a no. PPO or an, an HMO. You might like have that in the writing somewhere. But if you don't know what that means, just skim right over it and you keep right. going. And so I do think it's important. And, and this was something Dory introed with is whether it's the medical insurance side or on the Medicare side of things and the Medicare supplement side of things, these are terms that carry through no matter mm -hmm. what you're talking about. And so having some general understanding about what they are and what they mean helps you know make good decisions along the way. And they can be expensive decisions if you don't necessarily know because you are vacationing or there's certain things that you are expecting off of a group health and you move into something else and it's no longer available. And that's just, it's just not how the HMO, pro, you know, plan works. So uh, if I'm working with a professional, I think is my summary of what, I've, what I'm sharing there. Yeah. So one more definition that I want to give is a qualifying event. And this is, a, is an event that happens in life that makes you eligible for something called a special enrollment period. And so these are things, this is probably terminology that you guys are familiar with or know that this exists. But if you have a kid, you clearly enter into something called a special enrollment period. So you can add your kid to your medical plan. Same thing happens, divorce, marriage, there's some really common ones out there and some basic categories, but things like if you change your resident and you move out of state for a, like the Medicare side of things, it might change your plan. And so being familiar with the terminology of qualifying event and being able to support or ask your HR professional or your Medicare supplement agent, those are things that you want to, again, have on your radar that it opens up a time in your life that you can make choices that normally might not be there. And so let me give you an example of something that we ran into this last week. We had two individuals that were in retirement or nearing retirement age. Medicare was something that they were eligible for, but because they had been working full time, they, they had not um, started down that path yet two different responses. One had been laid off um, or had ended his employment almost two months ago. And he was somewhat paralyzed by just not knowing who to go to and where to ask questions and so forth. The minute we got him the information, he had it in motion overnight, but paralyzed by not knowing where to go and how to get, get the information. Right. We had another individual, similar situation. She was laid off last week. She went into fear and panic mode of, I have to have coverage. How do I get this taken care of almost instantly? But also lack of information with her. She reached out to anybody that she knew possible that was kind of even on the outskirts of the industry and might know something about medical. And so my point being with both of those stories is individuals that have spent 40 years in the workforce that have been, you know, um, familiar with group insurance, they get to a point in their life that they have to make a decision and you want support and professional you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And so the point is today to give you a little bit of information and some terminology that you can latch onto and make this um, more comfortable as, as you need to make decisions along the way. Yeah, it can get really complex, obviously, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, um, I think Dory, just going on with some of the other things that they should be familiar with and some terminology. You don't have to be an expert in it, but have a few things that you can latch on and then you can ask people, tell me more and how do I get to what I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that our timing is good to be talking about this, um, to have this as our podcast topic because for most people we're in open enrollment right now. So I'm gonna kind of tell you about what that means. But first, depending upon uh, your open enrollment, it's gonna depend on your specific situation. If you're employed, if you're not employed, if you're an early retiree. So uh, some of these won't pertain to everybody, but it will at least give you an option of some places to look. So if you're currently employed, you probably have group insurance available to you. A lot of companies are going through open enrollment right now. So what that means is that employees are selecting their new health plans for 2024 and seeing what those new rates are going to be for their group health coverage. Um, And so this is, you know, generally a W-2 employee has the option to participate in group insurance. Um, another option of some place to look for insurance coverage is the national health insurance and state based health insurance. Um, So through the Affordable Care Act that was enacted during the Obama administration, you have access to a national marketplace and potentially state-based health insurance exchange. It's open enrollment for these plans right now. For these types of plans, in most states, open enrollment is November 1st through January 15th of 2024. So if you go out and visit healthcare.gov or your state-based exchange in Minnesota, it's called Minsure, and you can find that at minsure.org. You can explore a wide range of health insurance plans and apply and apply to enroll in coverage. There are a couple of other options too. You can choose to get private insurance coverage. You can go out and sign up for a plan directly through a private health insurer such as Blue Cross or United Healthcare. Your last option, and this would be for people that maybe want a little extra hand-holding, would be to use a health insurance broker. Brokers are licensed professionals who are educated in health insurance, and they can kind of guide you through the enrollment process. Um, For us as financial advisors, this would kind of be our counterpart for health insurance. Yeah, exactly. And I think when brokers may come into play is if you have a medical situation that you know that you have to have a pharmaceutical for, knowing that somebody else has your back is equally, or is really important in that situation. I gotta tell another story here quick before we we keep going. So uh, again, all of this has kind of come together in the last couple weeks that we were meeting with somebody that we knew that she was looking at retiring towards the end of this year, maybe by first quarter next year. So we set up the appointment to let's review where we're at. And of course, one of the first things that are, you know, top three to five things that we're gonna talk about with her is the medical side of things. And her last appointment, she had a little bit of homework because she was gonna get with a broker. She was gonna check Minsure rates and at least feel comfortable with what might be out there. Well, as you're working through any financial plan and picture with somebody is things have to happen in conjunction with each other. And that was kind of the wrap up. But ultimately what was going on was she was going to take her social security benefits, widow benefits. And so there's an earning limit that goes along with that. So she can only earn so much. So simultaneously, she was moving to two things. She was going to reduce her uh, hours at her full-time job to just be kind of on call so that she had a lower, much lower salary and simultaneously starting a business. And she was kind of 
figuring out how many hours that she could work in both of those scenarios. And then the third thing that happened had to happen at the same time as she had to have medical assurance. So as soon as she moved down from her hours of being a W-2 employee, she had to trigger medical insurance and where was that going to come from? And so these aren't all that uncommon situations is there's three or four moving parts and where does medical insurance fit? It's always going to fit in that top three to five things. And she's not eligible. She's 61, not yet eligible for Medicare. Medicare. Yeah. And so there's so many things that we could go through, but you come back to why are we talking about this on a financial show? It, it, it only makes sense that this is a key piece of it. Well, yeah, those big three decisions she made, uh, part of her financial strategy, uh, it sounds like medical was a big part of that, a big factor in what she could do, right? Yeah, and she is somebody that doesn't have a lot of moving parts when it comes to the medical side of things. So it really was quite simple, but imagine the stress that would go along with that as you had to make some really key decisions that she is, she cannot just go back to work if she starts that widow or the benefits, the Social Security widow benefits because of the earnings limits. I mean, it's not the end of the world if she decided that she wanted to go back to work, those would stop. But once you make a decision, you know, you want to be committed to that. And so having all the information was important to her. So um, I think let's go on to just a few more things to wrap this up and uh, um, some of the fears and things that might be happening along the way. And that kind of led right into it, Dory, if you want to go through those. Yeah. So, Nikki, you've talked about a couple different examples here. And so I just want to expand a little bit on what might have been driving fear in all of all of these examples. So here's a couple of health insurance situations that could pop up and be very costly for someone. Surgery that can come with large out of pocket costs that you're not expecting. The second one, a dental surgery. Teeth extractions have conditional coverage and it's very common in aging individuals. And the last one, location. You may experience a procedure at a non-agreement hospital due to travel is an example. So it's important to kind of think about those things when you're looking at your medical coverage. Can I be the storyteller today? I have another story that has come up. So fourth story in a week's period of time, I had somebody in our office this week and she ran into a, a dental situation and I hadn't even thought about that side of things. She had some pain in her jaw, didn't think anything of it. It was a place that she'd had a root canal previously. So she thought she just, you know, needed to go correct something. She ended up being at the doctor or the dentist all afternoon, found out that she had to have that root canal like cleaned out. This is probably getting too many details for the story here, but the point is it's all out of pocket. She has two situations where she has to get something cleaned and then anyway, it's anywhere from 10 to $20,000 out of pocket. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is staggering, especially if you're going to be on your uh, fixed income. I mean, that makes a big yeah, difference. Is she on Medicare? She's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Medicare doesn't cover uh, dental, vision, or hearing anyway. You mm-hmm. have to have some type of supplemental or Medicare Advantage that does cover those things. Mm-hmm. When I think those of us that are W-2 employees, we don't think about it when we get group coverage, group health coverage. Generally, the networks that are available to us are available anywhere. But as you go and look for your own private insurance coverage or minsure, you have to think about if you like to travel, am I going to be covered if I'm in Arizona or Florida or Texas? So thinking through all of those things as you're as you're looking at medical coverage are very important. Yeah. And as you're looking at medical medical coverage, there's a few tips, I think, along the way here that might be uh, important in some basic terms to understand from this perspective is knowing how many and uh, where the hospitals are as you're choosing your own plan. Look at that. I think most 
group insurance do the kind of a due diligence process that they Mm -hmm. make sure that their employees have coverage and somebody's doing that on your behalf make sure you look at you know where your hospitals are and what what you have from a coverage perspective and then also this is one that you might be very familiar with like blue cross or united healthcare and some of those i'm i think that their claims settlement ratio is really good you start to get into other providers that you might not know their names as well but the dollars speak to you and so doing some due diligence from a like a claim settlement are they going to settle when you have something and it's it's a key piece there that money is going to come out of your pocket if not so being aware of that and then knowing what waiting periods are is there a period that you cannot claim any benefits and is there some some things from that what are the restrictions that go along with the plan and am i comfortable with those restrictions and so i say traps that's probably a a word that's not quite appropriate but it's just being mindful of knowing what some of these things can look for ask too many questions is probably the summer the summary of what we're saying here is ask and ask and ask just to make sure that you understand well, it's a huge topic, and I think the, the way it ties into finances is obvious to me. Uh, the lesson here is uh, medical expenses are very uh, costly. I mean, the costs keep going up and up and up, whether it's medical insurance or even the cost of supplemental if you have Medicare. So uh, I just think that you have to make that part of your overall financial plan when you meet with a financial advisor. Yeah, they absolutely. You hear people say you have to be an advocate for your own health, and you do, but let's separate that. And you have to be an advocate for your own health care cost as well and making sure you've educated yourself so you can be knowledgeable, hopefully for the purpose of saving money and making good decisions, uh, along with making sure you're not setting yourself up for having extreme expenses that that go along with things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that in mind, we're going to wrap up this episode on the medical insurance side. So uh, Dory did mention it earlier. Next episode is going to be, I think we're actually going to get another Medicare episode in here this month because we had some good questions that came in. We didn't get to as much as we wanted to. So somewhere we're going to slot in a part two. We're also going to cover the FSA and HSA and high deductible plans um, as as part of an episode. So we got a lot still to come this month. It's a long month, so you'll hear more from us. But thank you for joining us, Dory. Hopefully it was enjoyable. It was a topic that you were extremely comfortable with. Thank you. It was fun. And Tony, as always, thank you so much for being here. And if somebody would like to get in touch with us on any of the topics that we covered today or about your overall financial situation, you can call us at 651-842-8406. You can always visit us at our website at paladinfinancial.com. Again, that's paladinfinancial.com. All right, we're signing off. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.